Sick, no. It's about seeing long term, seeing a vision, understanding that nothing really worthwhile happens overnight and just sticking to your script long enough to make something real happen. Laying a brick every day instead of trying to build a brick wall. Just lay a brick every day. Eventually you look up, you're going to have a brick wall. That's why to start with the, the great Nipsey Hussle, the great, he, he's still talking. Uh, thanks, Nip. <laughs> One time for the birthday guy. Uh, shout out to Nipsey Hussle. Rest in peace. No doubt, we miss no you. Doubt. We love you. And um, Jay, I ain't going to talk about uh, with this, that little rainbow head snitch. Went to Nipsey's mural. I, I, anyway. So anyway, let's go ahead and start the show. What's the name of the uh, damn podcast, JB? Nigga. It's a pod named Kickback. A pod named Kickback. It's like a tribe called Quest. You, you say the whole, whole thing. thing. Welcome to a pod named Kickback, also known as the Black CNN. And the revolution will be televised. I'm no breaks, new the righteous ratchet. If you throw it, I'll catch it. If you got it, I'll match it. Every Monday. We right back at it. I am the Black Savage. <laughs> what up, y'all? It's JB Frank. I'm that gangster geek. Coming at you every goddamn Monday. Representing NWA, Nerds with Attitude. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for tuning in, turning up with us. We got a lot to talk about tonight. New yeah, man. And don't forget to go online to New Fashion Statement. I'll put the no link in, in the description no doubt. No doubt. and get your pod name, Kickback Merch. Hey, you know that what I'm saying? shirt look fly, dude. That shirt look good, nigga. That shirt look good. Look at that shirt. Look at that shirt. Get it even make my gut look smaller. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. And we got those Nerva Attitude shirts. Mm -hmm. And we got the Righteous and Ratchet shirts. Indeed. And now indeed. we have them for kids. There it is. There it is. All kinds of sizes, all kinds of colors. You'll see the link down at the bottom of the feed that you are watching right now. Note yep. that shit down. Check out that website. Check out that merch. Let's get into the show, dude. Let's do it. All right. So we, we're going to start. We know we got our kickback fact of the week. Just give me uh, one second to... Uh, Hit you guys with the link. Well, while he's doing that, let me get into my personal high and low of the week. Let's get those out of the way right. um, first while you're looking that up, new. Because I'm going to get a little long-winded. First of all, my low of the week, and we're going to talk about this later. We're going to talk about a couple of these later. But these are things that are starting to hit home for me personally. Um, number one, the situation in the schools. Um, number two, the situation with our electoral race. So those were my lows of the week and you will understand why later. But kickbackers, I'm in a really, really good mood today because my personal high of the week is I had one of the greatest weekends ever. Now, here's the fun part, kickbackers. I'm going to keep it honest with you. Ever. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was a geeked out weekend. It was a weekend for a nerd with attitude, for real. Um, started out with I had a really, really important assignment to do for work. It was a big-ass report, a big-ass revenue analysis, profitability analysis um, for one of our biggest clients, roughly 30% of our business. So basically... Um, you know, we're doing a P&L for a big part of the whole company. And I was able to get the work done. I felt very, very proud of my accomplishment. It was hard. It was a lot of details to get into. But I made that shit happen. And okay. I finished that shit on Saturday. Um, Good shit. So 
I felt really, really positive about that going into the weekend. And then shout out to my cousin, my first cousin, my favorite cousin, Les. Um, How are you going to say your favorite cousin? Oh, oh your other cousin's going to be like, hey, hey. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Again, they know what time it is. They know that Les is my favorite cousin. I got a million of them. They all know. It is what it is. Um, so um, anyway, got to... Got to spend a little FaceTime time with them, um, her husband, my homeboy, my man, Francisco, my other cousin, my cousin from another uncle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's my nigga. Anyway, their little, their little girl, Penny, um, comes up on the screen, and they're like, say hi, say hi to your cousin, man. Say hi to your cousin, man. But I'm not wearing my glasses. Mm, so so she, know there she, you yeah, she looked at me like, who this nigga? Like, she was <laughs> acting all bashful and shy and shit. I was like, oh, you don't know me. You don't know me. And I was like, she never seen you without your glasses on. Mm. I put my glasses on young. And she was like, <laughs> I know you. <laughs> young. Her face lit up like a Christmas tree. She got to grinning all big. <laughs> hey. I was like, oh, my God. That was the cutest thing ever. <laughs> that shit made my day. Made my day. And then today, today today i took back the crown on the disc golf course had the greatest game of my life yeah beat the yeah. dog shit out of f <laughs> shut the fuck up nigga i beat the shit out of you and you know it so don't ever talk any more shit ever again you know yeah, jb uh, beat the shit out of all of us today this nigga had an unbelievable game <laughs> yeah. I had my greatest shot Ever. That birdie shot was crazy. For a birdie. That birdie shot was crazy. And I did a little flick, and I just But JB, uh, the day belongs to JB. I, I, I just had the second uh, best day as far as disc golf, but the, the, the day goes to JB. He killed it. Uh, that was a, your best day. Best day ever on the disc yeah. golf course. Um, you killed that shit. Yeah, I shot an ace one day, but it wasn't today. I, I got an eagle and six birdies today. <laughs> shit was a monster. Yeah, that shit was crazy. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun. So that's my high and low of the week news. I, I, I'll do my high low. Um, let's see. My low of the week. What was my low? Oh, I'm not telling y'all my low of the week. <laughs> I'll tell you my low of the week. Uh, being on the internet and uh, and everything not being the way that I wanted it to be, that was my low of the week. I, I put it that way. Um, but I, I, y'all don't want me to be quiet on the internet because then what y'all gonna listen to? But anyway, that was my low. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, sleep, they, they do be sleeping on this girl. We posted video of us playing, so if y'all want to see some of the shit we did, it's on Facebook, and it'll be on our Patreon tomorrow. How about that, Patreon? We give you, it's, we give you some uh, disc golf videos. But um, that that was my low of the week Facebook uh, shit. My high of the week was just um getting back into my game, man. Just um, you know, I'm in sales, and uh, just had a good week. You know what I'm saying? I'm kicking everybody ass in sales. I'm making money. I'm back in my zone. And I was out of it for a minute. So I was like, why am I out of my zone? Why am I out of my zone? Yeah, back in it. Back in it. And um, the yeah, business no. is doing well. Yeah, yeah. Um, partner yeah, in Kickback, New Fashion Statement, our merchandise line is doing well. You guys are buying shit and Thank posting you. it. Thank and, you. And every time Thank you post you. it, somebody Thank asks, where is it? Where can I get it? Thank you. Thank you for your support. We really, really appreciate that. JB, you got to start sewing because I got a request for a crop top. So you got to sew or rip it or do something. I, 
<laughs> I I always thought that a crop top was a regular T-shirt that you cut in half. So I'd be interested. I mean, I don't. I, 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 yeah. I would be interested in some innovations. So those of you who want a crop top, why don't you show us how to make one properly and then we'll make it happen. <laughs> and I wouldn't mind seeing some of y'all in crop tops. Exactly. God damn it. Exactly. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, don't give me a challenge. I'll fuck around and go and find one. <laughs> um, our kickback fact of the week. Uh, this fact, y'all. Nostrils work one at a time. Nostrils like your nose. So when we breathe in and out of our nose during the day, one nostril does most of the work at a time, with the duties switching every several hours. This nasal cycle is dictated by, by the same autonomic nervous system that regulates heart rate, digestion, and other unconscious bodily functions, and is the reason why when our nose gets stuffed up, it does so one nostril at a time. And for more, uh, yeah, for, uh, more, uh, yeah. So you, we breathe out of one nostril at a time. How about that? <laughs> I was <laughs> I was clowning this shit out of you the whole time, blowing smoke <laughs> at a time. I missed all of that shit. <laughs> I know you did. I know you did. It was high comedy though. It was really hilarious. Um, but How are you gonna say your old joke was hilarious? <laughs> my joke was hilarious. Yeah, goddamn right it was. <laughs> but this. I did not know that. I did not know that. But when you think about it, it makes perfect sense. You know, um, when you're right. When you get a cold, one nostril stops up at a time. Um, it, it was it was really interesting to see how that whole thing kind of makes sense. New, it was dope. You know what was funny this week um, that I'm gonna bring up from uh, uh, from Facebook. There was it's a post. It's like, tell me what you think I'm I'm the best at or I'm good at, and like a bunch of women came on a post. And I was like, I, I started seeing a bunch of women comments. I'm like, oh Lord, they're gonna they gonna really tell them what I'm good at. <laughs> but um, they was like, you be talking shit. Like, like, like I talk shit better than everybody. I'm like, I be talking shit. When do I talk shit? I don't talk shit. I don't be talking. Oh, I have a podcast. I, I I talk shit every week. I talk shit every fucking week. Oh, but it's good to know I'm good at it. You talk shit for a living. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I make a lot of money talking shit. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, you're really good at talking shit. And so am I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's another topic for another day. Um, let's let's keep it moving. Um, speak, speaking of talking shit, um, and not in a good way, actually, let's get into a new. Um, this is the topic of the week, the story of the week. Um, our just went viral story new. My last stroke just went viral. Kamala Harris yeah. received the nod for the vice presidency of the United States yep. um, by Joe Biden, and they announced it uh, earlier in the week, and black Twitter lost its fucking mind. Um, I'm going to do this differently. First, congratulations to Kamala. Kamala Harris. Thank you. First, congratulations. First black woman, first Asian Pacific, I believe, woman. Um, she went to my alma mater, Howard University. H U, you know. Uh, she uh, she's an AK. I'm about to say AK, but it's AK. She's an AK, which is a black sorority. Um, 
She plays at Howard, of course. I think the AK started at Howard University. And um, she's going to be the vice presidential candidate for the Democratic Party. Um, JB, uh, before I get into the ignorance, uh, what do you, anything you want to add to that? We know she has a nom. You want to uh, paint the picture a little bit? Yeah, let's, let's do that. Um, so <clears throat> Kamala Harris, um, as, uh, as a senator, um, had a had a very good career as a senator following um you know democratic party lines basically um she joined the she joined the senatorial um body during a time where the democrats didn't have a whole lot of power so she didn't have a whole lot of opportunity to do much but what she did do is she stood up for the rights of women and the rights of minorities while she was in the senatorial office. In particular, like her run for president was very, very important in my opinion because it raised a lot of issues. Now, it did raise a lot of ire of the American people, in particular black people, because of her record as attorney general in the state of California. And let's mm -hmm. get into that right now. She was the attorney general for the state of California when the Democratic Party was falling in line behind an anti-crime agenda that they were utilizing to basically move swing voters in the Democratic direction. Um, and it was a political move and it was a fucked up move because it cost black people dearly. Let me say that again. What Kamala Harris, what Joe Biden, what Bernie Sanders, what Hillary Clinton. Well, not Hillary, Bill. Well, well yeah, Bill. well, this was Bill. You're right, yeah. because it was farther in the past. She mm -hmm. wasn't in the Senate at the time. Right. What Bill Clinton did was horrible for black people. You're right, Hillary Clinton was not a part of yeah, that. The, 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 the fake woke keep blaming Hillary right, for it. Right. She was, was just the first lady. lady. Absolutely right, absolutely right. Thank you for bringing that up because this was in the late 90s, right? right. So, so this is what happened. She told the party line. She did what the Democratic Party was doing. That mm -hmm. doesn't make her a bad candidate for vice president. Talk to him. Talk to him. <laughs> Go ahead, New. Talk about the yeah. bullshit on Facebook before I yeah. kick out too much because you know I got a, a fucking lot to say. Yeah. I've talked to a lot of people about this shit. So yeah. go ahead, and go ahead, New. The, the issue that I have is people are talking about withholding their vote. They're so disgusted with her. Now they hate Kamala Harris, just like they hated Joe Biden, just like they hated Hillary Clinton. They seem to hate anybody that goes against Donald Trump. Now, I'm not a Democrat, and I'm not a Republican. I don't give a fuck about either party. I just want somebody that's competent, that has my best interests at heart. Now, if you're trying to hit me with, well, Joe Biden racist and Kamala did shit to black people, listen, I personally don't give a fuck about that, and I'll explain why. I don't care if you're racist. Lyndon B. Johnson, who practically is, and Abraham Lincoln were both racist. Yes. Openly racist. Yes. But they both did what was best for the country, which was advancing the uh, advancing the situation. I don't know what a better word to use well, of I black mean, people. Yeah, so they yeah. so they did you know further enfranchising black. people. Yeah, I like there you go enfranchising because I be want to be enfranchised sometimes. Ab, I be like I'm not enfranchised. Somebody should enfranchise me. 
You know what I'm saying? But that's what they did with, with Lincoln, the Emancipation Proclamation, freeing the African people from slavery, not the slaves. We were never fucking slaves. We were in slavery. And um, also going back to uh, uh, Lyndon B. Johnson with the Civil Rights Act. So um, the things that they did worked. So I don't care if you're racist if you're going to do what's best. So the fact that Biden might be racist or Trump might be racist doesn't really bother me. My issue with Trump isn't Trump hates black people. I don't give a fuck if he hates black people. Are you going to be a Lyndon B. Johnson? Are you going to be an Abraham Lincoln? Are you going to do what needs to be done? And are you competent? That's what I look for. Competence. Not, I love black people and I'm going to do whatever I can. Ah, fuck you. Are you competent? Can you run this country effectively? Can you, can you help us uh, flatten the curve of COVID? Because Trump couldn't. And we're going to get into a couple, a couple of his fuck-ups as to why he couldn't. But these fake woke niggas is just like, all they do is the minute Kamala Harris was announced... Everybody started posting all the bad things she ever did, according to them. They started, uh, one dude came on my post and was like, here's a 10, here's 10 different things that she did. And did it. I'm like, dog, you don't get the fuck off my post with this dumb shit. Well, she is not the best candidate ever. She is not Barack Obama. She is not, uh, who else you, you may think is, was a great candidate? I don't fucking know. Bernie Sanders. Okay, she's not Bernie. But she's better than Trump. And Biden is better than Trump. And withholding your vote without having another, uh, without having a game plan is the same stupid shit y'all did last election, which is why Trump won. And I told y'all, if Trump wins, it's going to cost us. Black people specifically, but America in general and possibly the world. I say he's stupid and he's going to do some stupid shit. And the way he handled COVID-19 was very ignorant, very uninformed. And very detrimental. And that's why we had over 100,000 lives lost. American lives lost due to his incompetence. So I don't tell me uh, what Kamala Harris's record was as DA or AG. And then exclude her record as a senator. Don't tell me what her record was as a DA or AG and then forgive Trump for everything. Don't tell me what her record was as a DA or AG and act like Bernie Sanders didn't sign the fucking crime bill too. Or vote for it, excuse me. So don't tell me that shit. And that's my stance on it. You need to have a plan. I say if they get in and after a year or two, they're not doing what they need to do, then we start a third party at that point. We're looking for another candidate at that point with years to spare. You don't I'm not you pick my person. I want to stay Abrams, so I'm not gonna vote at all. And, and you withhold your vote, but that has no power when you don't have a demand. You just, I'm not happy, I'm not voting. Who are you hurting? You're either going to fucking run to get us Trump or you're going to get them in office and they're going to know that you didn't vote. It's stupid, JB. Yeah, um, it's stupid for a variety of reasons. And now I'm going to geek out for y'all. And I'm going to do so with three basic points. Um, Number one will be history. Um, Number two will be today's facts. And number three is just motherfucking common sense. So here it is. Number one, history. If you go back and you look at interviews or you read discussions or you read journals where where uh, you hear where they interviewed people who lived in Nazi Germany, who were not a part of the war, who were who didn't have sons who joined the Nazi party, who didn't kill Jews. They were like, yeah, we was just chilling in our house. You know what Hitler was doing wasn't a big deal, whatever. And 
now it's now it's fucked up. We don't we don't know what happened. We don't understand what happened. This shit is crazy. Like their inaction brought an asshole like Hitler to power because they didn't watch how often he fucked up because they thought everybody who tried to run against him and who opposed him was worse than him because he was the guy who was there and they were fucking lazy. Yep. Point number one, history teaches you kickbackers when you try and find everything wrong with the motherfucker who's trying to fix it when it's broke, you are part of the fucking problem. Facts. History teaches you that. If you don't believe me, go back and study. If you're so fucking woke, if you're so fucking black, if you're so fucking intelligent, prove it. What happened when Hitler came to power? Talk about it. Number one, that's history. Number two, there is what is happening right now today. What is happening right now today is that our economy is in the worst shape that it has ever been. The only time it was worse, and it's only worse per capita during that time, meaning per person, because people were just broker back then, but they were more self-sufficient back then. But the only time it was worse was during the Great Depression. That is the only time it was worse. And again, I invite you to be as woke as you fucking say you are. Look it up. Ooh, who was in the White House when the Great Depression started? And did he stay in the White House? Get him up out of there. Right? What is happening today? We have the second greatest pandemic ever to hit the United States of America in our 200 and some odd year history. Yep. That's, but that's, that's, so we have, let's break it down. We're in a, another Great Depression. Maybe not the greatest depression, but the, it's still a depression. We have a pandemic. We have racial unrest, riots, cops killing uh, black people, people killing cops. And this is all on whose watch? The orange Cheeto, 45. And, and you don't think that, do you think Biden would handle, Biden and, and Harris would handle the pandemic worse than Trump? Yeah. Do you think that Biden and Harris would handle the racial unrest in America worse than Trump? Do you think that Biden and Harris would handle the depression that we're in, recession, worse than Trump? If you're a sane person of sound mind and body, then I think the answer to all of those questions is no. They're not going to handle these things worse than Trump. They're going to do better. What we've learned is Kamala Harris, despite you know towing party lines and the offense, some of the egregious nature of some of her convictions or lack of convictions um, in that portion of her career, because she was a DA, an AG, and a senator. So you got to break down all three components. Um, she was competent. Joe Biden as a senator, as a vice president for eight years, two terms, was competent. There's a person in the White House right now that's incompetent. 
the distinction. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> yeah, and that brings me to point number three. And point number three is just fucking common sense, y'all. Um, um, first of all, let me shout out Burger. I was yelling because I was really, really, uh, like, I'm really, really upset about these comments. So, yeah, I, I need to calm the fuck down because yelling too much in the mic distorts the mic. So, yeah, yeah. Um, cut that shit out. <laughs> um, so I appreciate that. But um, <clears throat> just to finish it up, you know, number three is just common sense. Um, we're the boss of this country. We decide who goes to the White House. And if you believe differently, then you don't understand the political process because that's where it starts. So if we are the ones making the decision, don't you always fire somebody who is incompetent? Isn't that common sense? How many, how many acting directors, acting managers, acting coaches, acting general managers, acting this, acting that do we need to see when somebody is fucking up so bad that they just got to go? Like, yeah, like, and like, throw some of them comments up there, JB. Um, but but I, yeah, continue your point. Um, well, while you, I distracted you, my bad. But uh, while you're doing that, um, oh, you ready? Yeah. So, so basically, it, it's time for him to go. And if you compare what he's done to in any other industry, he would have been gone by now. Exactly. Exactly. Like, this, this motherfucker needs to be fired. And I've said this on the air several times. In most other developed countries of the world, the prime minister can be voted out of office by the legislative branch if he is found to be incompetent. Mm -hmm. And there are very, very basic things that you can check to judge whether or not someone is incompetent. And I'm going to tell this last story because I thought it was hilarious. I told I was talking to my dad about this earlier. Shout out to James A. I hope y'all James are A. Mr. Miyagi. Um, um, here, here, here's what we talked about. And I said, Dad, now this is something that's going to hit home for you. Like, if one of your friends, if somebody, you know, like who's around your age was talking about how proud they were for passing a driver's test, you know, would you be, <laughs> you'd be looking at them like, yeah, good for you so you're conscious and you're right. aware of your surroundings yeah. and you you can read english congratulations donald trump shouted from the rooftops that he passed <laughs> a mental competency <laughs> test he was surprised jb like, he was like oh shit i passed like 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 he he like he like he had just like he had just got 1600 on the SAT. Um this shows you his relative level of incompetence. Like this individual doesn't even realize that it's not really popping in the streets to be shouting from the rooftop. Oh, I passed my driving test. He don't realize shit. He's <laughs> like, a fucking doof. He's a doof of a president and Burger said that um the electoral college needs to go along with Agent Orange. I agree to it. I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't disagree with that. I do want to address some of these Nimrods, uh, dimwits, mouth breathers, who are like, yeah, uh, the electoral college chooses the president, so I don't need to vote. It doesn't even matter. The electoral college is based on the percentage of people who vote within this particular state. 
So if your particular state has a certain percentage of votes, then that then that that party gets the electoral college. There isn't a college of people sitting around voting, fucking idiots. It's not a group of people in a room, and they're the, they're the electoral college. If Atlanta has ten electoral college votes, then they look at our, uh, they do it along party lines. If it becomes Republican, then they then they get the ten votes. That's how the electoral college works. So we still need people to actually vote. There have only been five instances in the history of 45 presidents where the electoral college beat out the popular vote. Now, it's happened twice in the last 20 plus years, 20 years, with Trump and Hillary and uh, Gore and Bush. Bush yeah. Gore and Bush. So it's happened you know, twice in our lifetime. Um, but it's only happened five times in the history of the country. Well, and so I'm glad you pointed out those two times in the last 20 years because here's what happened in both of those times. Y'all didn't vote. <clears throat> the reason why the electoral, court, the electoral college was able to outvote the popular vote was because y'all didn't vote. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't enough. Y'all yeah. let it be close. Yeah. You forget. We're not in the position of power. We're not in the advantageous position. We don't get the little false foul calls like the white people do. And if you think that we deserve that, you're tripping. We need to win with an overwhelming popular vote in order to win the election. Did you forget about what happened in 2004 and 2008? Did you forget what happened with the yeah. overwhelming groundswell that happened like again common sense kickbacker like if you call yourself woke then wake the fuck up boop and also don't forget there's a thing called voter suppression and now they're talking about the mail-in ballots because of covid they, they may not get back in time to count the post office is saying this they're like yo everybody doing mail-in ballots you shit early as fuck because it might not go through so we have voter suppression. We have an apathetic country. Well, up until 2020, with race relations and all that, and and the, the uh, systemic oppression, systemic racism, and we had the fake woke, who I call the folk, fake woke, that are not that are, I'm not gonna vote. I'm not gonna remember that that monarchy commercial. I'm not gonna pay a lot for this muffler. Like we got them. So it's and so we have voter suppression. Including uh, letting not letting ex cons and ex felons vote unless they go through this ridiculous process. We have uh, apathetic, uh, quote unquote, they just don't give a fuck. And then we have the fake woke who are holding their votes. And that's how we can win the popular vote by this much, but still lose an electoral college. Um, let me give a shout out to Mike. Mike raised a very good comment and a very good question. Um, Mike, um, I do not know about um, uh, the Pizzagate and uh, and uh, the drain the uh, swamp co conspiracies. I haven't done I, that I, research. Yeah, I don't either. I know I know what draining the swamp means. I don't know. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah. If, if you ask me information, inbox me that. Yeah, um, my in inbox me that, and, and you are an official kickbacker. Inbox, inbox me that information, and we'll talk about it next week. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Shmi said, uh, the feds are considering changing that changes that would allow states to accept the electors' vote or go with the popular vote. So mm -hmm. that's 
that, that, that would be interesting. Well, and see, that's that's where local power and state power comes to the fore, right? Like that's that's <laughs> again the state has like, control over the <laughs> they have some control over the electoral a, college, and they definitely have control over the voting process. Yeah, and that's uh, why you need proper state but it's all representation. About percentages. That, that, that I don't know how that would work. Um, that would be interesting. Um, I, I know you, you can choose either or. That would be great. But I want to really break down how those percentages work because it's like if you get 51 to 49 in one state, then it's like 12 points and two points. It, it, it's a weird breakdown, and I believe it's different for every state. Well, depending on the state size and its relative population to the country, they have a a block of electoral college votes that is representative of their population. So for, exa for example, um, states like California and Texas carry a huge block of yeah. votes. California has 55 votes, Florida has 29, Texas has 38. Yeah, I believe that- uh, New York has 29. Yeah, I believe that California and Texas have the largest blocks of votes. They do which is why those are key states to win in an election. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, depending on what they decide to do, those votes could swing either way. Um, here's the fun part, though, kickbackers. The Democratic states aren't the states that decide to go another way based on the popular percentage. The Democratic states that win, win the popular vote, period. Like. And so what you got to understand, and here's the other point to this, like Democrats need to stop. I hate to, I can't put it no other way. Fucking playing fair when they trying to win a trench fight and a war like we need to stop. Oh, we're we're going to go with the popular vote. We're not going to challenge the election at all. And we're not going to demand a recount because right. we're just going to concede. Like Al Gore pissed me off so me much too. When, me too. when he conceded young. I was like, man, if you, they still count votes in Florida. Like, it, it's jam. And Florida's the third highest state for the electoral <laughs> college. The third highest. Uh, New, uh, uh, Cali's first, New York, uh, Texas second, New York and Florida to half a third. Florida's a very important state. Fuck you, Jeb Bush. I do fuck with GW. Um, shout out to Michelle Obama. No, no entanglements. But uh, I just emailed you something of uh, uh, this so we can show this to them uh, so they can kind of get an idea of the Electoral College. Because people always go, do you know who, who, who how the, the president's determined? It's the Electoral College. So our votes don't count. I'd be like, oh, Jesus, you don't know our votes make up the Electoral College? Like, I'd just be like, Jesus, 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 somebody explain this to these fucking mouth breathers, young. Yeah? <laughs> All right, God damn. And I'd be on Facebook arguing like shit. I'm not going to argue with y'all no more. I'm telling you, I ain't, I ain't doing it. You can try to <laughs> bait me in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to be able to do it. All right, let me get, let me get and, to um, this. Uh, I emailed it to you. Should I... Nah, I got it. Okay, boom. Here you go. There it is. It's on screen right now. Oh, it's going to pop up in a second. So here's Excellent. the breakdown of the Electoral College when it so There it go. Well, well we're, we're, we're going to the process. Wait, wait a minute. Here we go. Here we go. Here we yeah, go. for those of y'all listening, we're, we're, we're showing a breakdown of the Electoral <laughs> College. Now, what's up? So now, kickbackers, you should be able to see it. 
Um, and if you can look, I don't know how small it is if, on your screen, but you can see, clearly see California has 55 uh, votes. And the way that works is the way the state swings, you know, Democrat, Republican, you get those votes. So your vote does count. Stop saying your vote doesn't count. Now, if you're in what, what is this little place only got three votes, your shit don't count that much. <laughs> uh, uh, what's that? Alaska. Alaska, Alaska uh, don't count as much. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing because they only get three votes. But you know, Cali, Florida, New York, uh, Pennsylvania, you know, kind of counts. Georgia has 16 counts. So everybody in Georgia that that, that rock with me, that rock with the podcast, we're up there. Our votes do count. That's yeah. 16 electoral college votes. Yeah, sixteen. Get your, get, get your ass out and vote, and and vote strategically. Like, um, if you that now's the time to vote on your heart, then you're tripping. Like that, that 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 ended during the primary. That that is when you were supposed to do that. You need to think about what's right for you personally, and yeah. right for um. The whole country. <laughs> Boy, see, I, I'm not watching on my big TV. I can't see that shit. <laughs> That's how we explain it, man. We're going to move along um, Let's do that, man. to our what the fuck story of the week. Or uh, yeah. one of them. Yeah, it's a couple yeah. Of North Carolina man accused of shooting five year old boy in the head. Uh, Darius Sessoms, 25 was charged with first-degree murder in the death of Cannon Hennant in Wilson, North Carolina. Now, there are a lot of rumors as to what happened. They were next-door neighbors. Something had transpired. The next-door neighbor, uh, this Darius Sessoms, uh, is mentally ill, rumored to be on drugs, came out of the house and killed, executed the five-year-old boy. It's horrible. It's deplorable. It's inexcusable. And it's, yeah, it's heartbreaking. It's painful. Prayers go up. Prayers go up for the family and friends of the young man, uh, the young boy. Um, you know, this is Cannon Hennant. Yeah, this is just an absolute tragedy um, for him and his family. Um, however, the man is incarcerated now. He is indicted. He's, He's been charged with first degree murder. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to unpack here, New. There's a lot yeah. to well, unpack. Let, let me get my suitcase. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One, I've been seeing white Americans online saying justice for Cannon and say his name and all lives matter. So you stupid motherfuckers still don't understand what black lives matter mean, huh? Oh, uh, and white, you've been saying white lives matter. Let me explain it to you one last time. I'm not going to get emotional. I'm not going to yell. Black lives matters because the majority of the country does not think it matters. When a black person is killed, white people or civilians or white people, police officers, aren't arrested and they aren't charged. That's the issue. Yes. Crimes happen. We all understand that murders happen, unfortunately. This country was founded on murder. So murders happen. The issue is when it happens, nothing is done. This man was apprehended the day he committed this heinous, heinous act to a child. And it's deplorable and it's heinous and fuck him for doing it. 
However, he's in custody. So, and he's been charged with first degree murder. The day it happened. Why, why does white lives matter in this situation? Why is, say, his name relevant? Those chants come when no justice has been served. So you would have to, he, the, the guy who killed the baby would have to be Cannon. I will say his name. Um, he would have to get away with it. He would have to not be charged. The case would have to be dismissed. Uh, no charges would have ever been brought up. And he would be running the streets freely, living his life regularly, and making a living well, in order for that to be relevant. Well, and, and here is why this particular case, uh, again, I hate to call you stupid, but you just fucking are for saying that. Because here is yet again another case where black lives matter. Because if you look at the facts associated with this case, you understand that there is a modicum of injustice that is relatively apparent with this justice. Because, excuse me, kickbackers, but this we're talking about a mentally ill individual who was on drugs who then committed this horrible crime. How many times have we heard about, quote, mentally ill individuals committing horrible crimes, but, oh, my God, they need help, and they need counseling, mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. oh, there's some sort of sociological problem. Look at their background, and look at how they were raised, and how they grew up, and you tend yep. to hear that a whole lot when the yep. face is a little paler on the mugshot, right? Um, so here's another example of why black lives matter, because they're throwing the book at this nigga. And I'm calling him a nigga because that's what they're calling him, by throwing the book at him. Y'all know well and good that there have been defense cases associated with murders where, quote, deranged people, unquote, have seen a softer side of justice than what he's seen. And yet again, kickbackers, yet again, white people. That's why black lives matter. Absolutely. Uh, very well said, JB. Um, I don't want to stay on this too long. Um, and I, I will add, because Berger made a comment about having our own political party. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I don't think either of us subscribe to that. We vote w with who makes sense for us. And I'm not opposed to a third party. Now, if we want to set up a third party for the 2024 election, I'm willing to start that the day after this election. The day after the election in November 4th, November 5th, I am willing to put in work over the next three years to create a third party. I am not willing to do it three months before an election. That's, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying you're saying that, but that is asking. Um, but doing it the day after someone's voting in and having three years to build it up before somebody needs to build a campaign makes perfect sense. And that's what I keep telling the, the folk, the fake woke. They, they, they don't have a plan. They don't have an agenda. They just want to pout. But um, our next uh, what the fuck story of the week is chicken wings test positive for COVID. And this is, I guess, this is a light of the story because it's <laughs> fucking funny. The first time I heard this, chicken wings in China were testing positive for COVID. I was like, they really coming after us. They, they put it in a chicken, nigga. They trying to get us, nigga. They put it in a chicken. Um... I don't know, young. It, it, it's just weird, man. Don't be. It. It is what it is. Uh, number one, I, I haven't done the research. I'm gonna be honest with y'all, but I'm willing to bet that 
um, they're finding COVID-19 in more than just the chicken right now because it's yeah. everywhere. It's a pandemic. It's an airborne disease. I don't I don't know why you wouldn't expect that. Um, number two, um, I cooked the hell out of my chicken. <laughs> yeah, you, you better. <laughs> yeah. um, now, you know, if chicken can carry salmonella, then why are you surprised that it's carrying COVID-19? Like, um, that's why you cook the hell out of it. You yeah, know? But I'm saying animals couldn't carry it. Your dogs can't get it and all this shit. But we know um, this, this administration has been giving us bullshit information from the jump. That's why yeah. they got to fucking go. And moving on there to our... Oh, no! We got to do Jeremy. One of the kickbackers, Jeremy from Germany. Germany said he wanted us to talk about our favorite pickup lines from back in the yeah. day. And how we feel about those lines today. <laughs> Man, I, I'm, I'm going to throw a couple out there because Burger was with me. We was on Georgia Avenue Day. <laughs> for those that don't know Georgia Avenue Day, it's a D.C., uh, not a holiday. What is it? A I celebration. I'm laughing like shit because I've heard this story yeah, already. It's a celebration, a festival. And we, uh, everybody goes down by Howard University on Georgia Avenue in yep. D.C. Yep. Um, and by the McDonald's. It's a ball. Man. And you just go down there. People will drive their cars, their nice cars, up and down the street, fan, you know, fancy cars. And people will walk up and down the street and just eat food and talk shit. And, and we used to go to get girls' numbers. Georgia Avenue Day was an excellent day to go get phone numbers. And um, one day I just was like, I know what I'm going to say. I'm going to go up to every girl and, and say this. And so we went down to Georgia Avenue to do Meet Me, Burger, Hook. I think H was there. Rest in peace, H. Love you. Miss you. Um, Ivan might have been there. And, um, I was going up to every chick I saw, and I was like, excuse, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. How you doing? Um, I just wanted to ask you something. Um, like, be honest. I'm, I'm fine as shit, ain't I? And, it, and, every, and the girls will always be like, what? Huh? What? But they would laugh. They would laugh at me. I only laughed at me because I'm not really fine. Or they laughed at me because I was so you know arrogant with it. Or they laughed at me because I was smiling at them. But they would laugh. And fellas, I tell you this. That's the first step. Make a laugh, make a smile, make a think, make a come, make a yours. That's my philosophy, man. If you can make a woman laugh, you're halfway fucking there for real. And um, they will all laugh or smile. Some would say, yes, you are, boo. And some would say, okay, boo, whatever. But I would get numbers. And I think they were thinking, like, if this nigga made me laugh and smile upon meeting me, how much is he going to make me laugh and smile when we together? And I got a lot of numbers that night. And niggas couldn't believe, because, one, I'm not, like, fine and shit. So that, it was the irony in it. But also, they couldn't believe it was working. Like, niggas like, that shit worked? And I'm like, I mean, laugh. It worked. So that's one that was funny as hell, but it worked. And um, this was like the 90, like, like 98, 99. Burger, you remember that shit? Let me see if Burger, Burger uh, still watches and see if he remember that shit. <laughs> but I was like in the 90s, man. That, that, was, that was great, though. Um, what was one of your pickup lines from back in the day, JB? Uh, that, that, and how you feel about it now? Oh, how I feel about it now, I think it's still funny. I, I you know If you say it with a smile on your face, it might work. Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, I've never been really one who had to deliver a whole bunch of lines like that, um, you know, um, but at the same time, there was one time I did, and it is utterly ridiculous. So, um, <laughs> tell us, tell us what it was, JB. <laughs> 
Personally, personally, I'm actually not proud of this, but it, it, it worked, so fuck it. I might try it again. Um, anyway, so I went to go and return my rental car. Um, I uh, was getting a whole bunch of repair work done on my car, and so the person who was helping me return my rental car rode with me to go and get my car so that we can drive back. So we okay. go to the spot. We get the cars, whatever, and I come, I come out, and um, and she's like, "Okay, so you good? You ready to go?" And I was like, "Well, there's just one more thing." I was like, "So I have a little bit of a problem," and she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Well, the manager told me that he's not gonna give me the keys to my car until you give me your phone number." <laughs> <laughs> I remember that, and, it, and apparently it worked. <laughs> it worked. I dated her for over a year. Right, right, right. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> but she, she was like, we talked about it later. And she was like, nigga, number one, I knew you was going to ask me for my phone number, number one. And she was like, I was just waiting for the moment when it was going to happen. <laughs> and she was like, but when it happened, it was the stupidest fucking <laughs> She said it was so stupid. I, she was like, I laughed the whole way back. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the number. <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all uh, one little quick story about the craziest thing I did to get a phone number. <laughs> so this was about... 2005. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was at a Popeye's. And um, I, I saw a chick. I said some little slick stuff to her. But um, I left without the number. I got in my car. And was like, fuck. I called the Popeye's. Told them what she had on. And told him to give her my number. And I know she had to be sitting there like, well, the guy he said he was talking to you, da da da. This is his number. That's the craziest shit I did. But I was reading Iceberg Slim back then and I was acting an ass. But that was the craziest thing I ever did. <laughs> that was the craziest thing. But, um, shout out to Jeremy from Germany for uh, bringing up that topic. <laughs> that and, was um, a fun topic, man. Hell yeah. Our Don't Be Dumb Award goes to JB's nephew that's in college. Kamal Silverin. Come on, well, not in college. He's 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 graduated. Oh, he's left God. college. He's been drafted to the NFL. He now he did play for the Seattle SuperSonics, Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks. During training camp, he decided to sneak a woman into his door, into his hotel uh, during training camp, dorm, whatever you want to call it, and he was caught. Now he was sneaking her in because you can't have visitors. One, but not especially not during COVID. So the the the, uh, the restrictions are a lot more. It is, uh, and he knew this, but he was trying to sneak her in, and they cut him from the team. Yeah, not fucking around. They're not fucking around at all. Um, and you know, one of the things that happens in the workplace. I don't know about your workplace, new, but mine is like, you know. If you get up and you go somewhere and you don't have your mask on, that's grounds for termination. Mm. Because if somebody gets sick in the office who was talking to you or whatever, then they're fucked up. Then that's a lawsuit for them. 
Like mm -hmm. it's not a game. Like they they can't take those kind of chances at all. And I'm sure I'm I'm a million percent sure the NFL made that abundantly clear. Yeah, up top. They don't want to go through what Major League Baseball is going through now or what the NBA went through prior to the bubble. This idiot, JB, your nephew, dressed up as a Seattle Super Seattle Seahawks player. He put in all Seahawks gear. They caught him on camera. Like they watched it on camera. It's like, that's a chick. How did how the hell do you think you gonna dress up? You put in short pants and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, like as a football player. As a yeah. as a professional football player. Yeah. Young. As a professional football player. You couldn't dress me up in supersonics gear and had them niggas think I was a football player. So so uh Kamal Silverman oh you get god. the don't be dumb award. Oh my god. You just lost your NFL career. My, oh my god. god. That is over so was some some pussy nigga y'all what happened to MOB? I don't, I don't understand. But um hopefully he gets back on track some kind of way. Some team gives him a chance next year or something, two years from now, he goes to the CFL, matures a little. Cause that's terrible to lose your entire career over one mistake. But that was some bonehead shit. And a lot yeah. of people aren't taking COVID nineteen seriously, and obviously he wasn't. Yeah, I mean that that's the long and short of it. Um lessons learned, but again, that's where that's where executive decisions and legislation change people's behavior because people will keep ignoring the rules until you enforce them, you know, period. Yeah, and, and you have to take it seriously, and we need people in power to take it seriously. And that brings us to our second Don't Be Dumb Award, and it goes to the five states who rushed schools back under pressure from Donald Trump, and now have 2,000 people quarantined yes. and hundreds of outbreaks. And it's like, my God, man. And like, Trump can't uh, legislate that we have to go back to school, but he's been mandating it with his talk. People caving, including the state of Georgia, and now we have 2,000 people in quarantine and hundreds of new cases, hundreds of kids, babies, students. It, this is fucked up, man. Well, like, it's and, fucked up. And people, don't, and people don't understand the risk that this really brings um, in terms of spreading COVID because those of you who have children... Those of you who have had children know for a fact that children are little itty-bitty germ fact factories. Um, when they come home from school, they bring all kinds of rashes and sniffles and sneezes and strep and tonsillitis and all kinds of shit home. Um, it just is what it yeah. is. We knew that before COVID-19. So putting a bunch of kids together in school, what did you think was gonna happen? And here's what makes it worse, kickbackers. The kids then bring that home. And, but the, and they're children, they're young, they're, they heal quickly. They are most of the times asymptomatic carriers for the mm -hmm. regular shit that they bring home. So now they're bringing home COVID to their parents who are older, to their grandparents who are older to their aunts and uncles who are older. And that's what makes it worse. Um, in the state of New Jersey, they tried to open schools and a group of teachers in a school district literally forced the district to go virtual because they refused to come to school. 
the teachers had to refuse to come to school because the district refused to provide PPE for them when they were in school. And so they said no. And so the district had to say, okay, let's go virtual because yeah. there was no choice. This is, where, this is where your decisions create impacts. This is where your resistance creates impact, kickbackers. You need to be making those kinds of decisions, especially now. Um, I'll tell you another story and then we'll jump off of this new and I, it's a personal story and this was my low of the week and this is what I said we were going to get into later Kamala Harris and this issue literally this issue my children were told we're in Georgia so one of those districts is the Gwinnett County Georgia district 1100 cases amongst children who attended school okay this is something that hits very, very close to home for me. My children's mother and I were told that our children were going to have to go back to school in person in order to attend advanced classes to improve the advancement of their academic careers. Both of my children are in advanced classes. My son is in TAG, and my daughter is taking advanced classes at a charter school. And they were both told that they needed to attend school. The parents wrote letters, we talked to the PTA, we wrote more letters, we threatened lawsuits. Hell no. And they said, you know what? <laughs> Advanced classes are now virtual. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so my kids will be attending school virtually, thank God, for precisely this reason. Stand up for your rights, kickbackers. Vote with your feet and vote vote with executive priorities in mind. Get done what needs to be done because we are in a crisis right now. Absolutely, man. It's not a game. Like, it's really just not a motherfucking game. Um, Moving on, our Nipsey Hussle Award goes to none other than Nipsey Hussle. Um, this is the award for excellence, black excellence. Um, it was the uh, Grind and Shine Award, and then we named it after the NBA player who had his, that one game with the Lakers uh, coming from the G League, and then we renamed it to Nipsey Hussle after his untimely demise. And his birthday was Saturday, and Snoop released a song called Nipsey Blue, a tribute to Nipsey, and it was um, it's a beautiful song, and the video will make you cry. Um, I cried this weekend. Um, for those that know, I used to rap, and one of my goals back in like 2009, 2010, was to do my final album and do it with. Well, you guys didn't know it was my final album. It was called No Breaks, by the way. Um, and as I was working on it, I wanted to have Nipsey on the track and Joe Button on the track because those were my two favorite rappers at the time. And we all know Joe Button does his podcast now, doesn't rap, and Nipsey is no longer with us. But uh, they both were very instrumental uh, in my in my uh, love of music and in helping me through shit. Nipsey motivated me, and and Joe was there to console me when I was depressed and going through the bullshit. Um, so when Nipsey died, I took it very very hard. Um, probably harder than you would take a celebrity death. Now I did communicate with Nipsey on Twitter a couple times. That does not mean I, I knew him or had a relationship with him. He wasn't my man. But um, I took his death very hard. And um, I want to just take a moment to say the marathon continues. 
Um, he was doing Vector 90, which is a, a, a workspace for kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he was cleaning up his neighborhood. Yes. He was giving back. He was signing people. He had businesses. Um, he was educating. The first book we did for our book club was a book Nipsey recommended. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, well, well, the first two. We did uh, 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 The Way of the Superior Man and Contagious, both mm-hmm. from Nipsey. Um, just to give you an idea of, of, of the impact that he had on me. Yeah, um, Nip was just one of those dynamic figures who it's a tragedy that we lost so soon because of the trajectory he is on. Um, I put him with the likes of, you know, the Mecca Evers of this world, you know, great, great individuals who started out with this mind blowing potential to do amazing things. And then we just lost them way too early. And their impact continues because of what they started to do. You know what I'm saying? And that's just huge. Um, It's really, really big for us. And his loss is just something that we'll continue to feel because that pain will always exist because that potential wasn't reached. Yeah, JB. um, Rest in peace, Nip. The uh, Nipsey Hustle Award goes to you. And, and it'll remain the Nipsey Hustle Award for as long as we do the damn show. And Nip, rest in peace. There you go. There um, go. Netflix and chill. What movies are we watching? What are we watching, JB? What TV shows are you watching? What's on? I've been watching sports, uh, a lot of NBA. NBA is coming and taking over my life. Um, y'all know I listen to a lot of podcasts, too. But I wanted to speak about a show called The Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Kingdom. And it's an MMA show. It's a show about these uh, guys that, that are in the MMA and their regular everyday lives and their struggles to move up in the ranks. It's gritty. It's uh, sexual. It's, uh, it's a dark show. Um, it's a drama. Um, but I like it. I like it. I haven't been in the mood to, to finish it yet. It's about three seasons on Netflix or maybe four. But it's good, and I will finish it. And it's something that I think everybody could watch because it's just, you know storylines between one fighter and his girlfriend, then another fighter and his father and his uncle. It's it's a deep intertangled. It's like entanglements. It's entanglements. Um, a lot of entanglements. But Kingdom on Netflix is pretty good. You got about three, four seasons, so you, it's, it's something you can really binge and get into over the course of a week or two or three. Um, so I recommend that. Um, Power Project. Um, is a new movie. Project Power. Project Power, sorry. sorry with yeah. Jamie? Yeah, Jamie Foxx, and I forgot the white actor's name in it, but he's really famous, too. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just forgot his name. Yeah, all good, all good. <laughs> but it's a really, really interesting story, new. I got into it, but I was breaking my fast watching TV and movies to watch this, and I didn't really just have the... I started doing something else, you know, it is what it is, but I did start watching it and it looked like a good watch because the concept of the story is that there is this new drug out on the streets mm-hmm. and this drug temporarily gives people superpowers. I think it's eight minutes. Yeah. So you got the whole drug game and them fighting a the drug game and all of that going on There's subplots about addiction and so forth and so on and the dangers associated with that. But it takes it to this like, you know, other this phasmatazical level, you know. Okay. Um, and so it was interesting. I mean, I was looking at it and I was like, eh, it's another drug movie. And I'm, I'm I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Like drug movies don't do it for me. Like 
somebody breaking up a drug ring or stopping this great drug crime where you know um, they they um, beat up a bunch of black people in the streets to find a Mexican <laughs> cartel. You know, they all follow the same fucking story. You know, um, I, I, that shit doesn't really interest me. This one looks interesting. You know, yeah, this is sci-fi and street. Exactly, sci-fi street. That's be a new category. Um, <laughs> I like it. Umbrella Academy. Um, mm. we're not, no spoilers. We're not gonna tell you how we ended, but um, season two is out. It's been out about a week now, so people should have been watching. Um, it, it's good. It might be better than season one. Um, five is still doing its thing. Um, uh, a lot of different, a uh, lot of, a uh, lot of character lines, storylines are, are more in depth. Yeah, it's going deeper into the different characters. Absolutely, and I'm and I'm loving it. It and got a lot darker this season. It me. did, it and did. I actually dug that because it delves into. It delves into the isolation associated with having these powers. How you literally always have to be hiding something, you know? And I think that speaks to what a lot of people feel like they're going through personally. You feel like you're hiding a little something from everybody else, you know? And what if that makes you dangerous? What if that would make people scared of you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they wound up going back to a, a time in the 60s. Yes. Around the time where Kennedy was killed. And they explored a lot of uh, racial tension, a lot of issues. Um, color, uh, white-only restaurants. And, you know, going to the counters. And white people telling you to go and kicking your chair. And I, I went to the African-American, not African-American, I went to the Civil Rights Museum out here in Georgia, in Atlanta. And they have a demonstration where you sit down. At a at a restaurant at oh, a, yeah. nine, at a what, what do you call it? Put the headphones yeah, you put on. the headphones on. What do you, mm-hmm. what do you call that? A ca- uh, diner. A diner. And you sit down at the diner. You put your hands flat. You close your eyes, and then you hear them going, "You're not supposed to be here, boy." And then the other ear, "What are you doing here, nigga? We're going to kill you." And then you stare, and the chair moves. So you're like, "Get out of here, nigga!" And, and you're doing this, and you're going, and you're falling, and and then at the end of it, there were a lot of people crying. And I'm like, dog, like that's crazy that people was going through that. Our people were going through that. Um, I've never experienced racism like that. I've seen it. I'm aware of it. I'm fighting against it, but I've never experienced it like that. And um, I thought it was cool that they touched on that um, in in the episode. I thought that was definitely cool. Um, yeah. So uh, in the episode, zah. So and it got my main man from uh, what's my uh, show I love to death, JB, and um, Legacies, the came, the originals. My, the black guy, uh, I forget his name on the originals, but he did his magic like this. <laughs> oh, I know who you talk about. He was, he was, a, he was a civil rights motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, but he yeah, always yeah. Like, <laughs> he always did his magic. Yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm, I'm gonna start doing that. That's my new pickup line. I'm gonna start walking and going. <laughs> or I might no, maybe I shouldn't. That might look away. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> scratch that. I'm not doing. It. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's 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 dark, deep, and interesting. Well, well worth the watch. And we'll wrap up the season when y'all are ready to. We don't want to give any spoilers away right now. But it's a really, really good watch. Yeah, and and there will be a season three. You guys should like watch it with us. We'll talk about it next week. There you we'll go. talk about it next week. There you go. Um, and our orgasm segment. We know that um Drake dropped a new record. Yeah. Um, the video was crazy. Odell Beckham, uh, Marshawn Lynch, Kevin Durant, 
It was filmed on the Nike uh, campus. campus. It was a good video. I like. I actually like the song too. Yeah. I like the song. Laugh now, cry later. Yeah, I mean Drake is just a consummate entertainer. You know, all of his videos have got. I mean, it's just shot well. Um, it's mixed well. It's cut well. Um, there's comedy. You know, all of his videos kind of tell a little story. You know, it's, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. you know, it's always some funny shit that happens. I mean, you get to see his sense of humor. He's just a he's just an amazing entertainer. It's just yeah. no no. You know, why isn't he doing more movies? I'm, I'm waiting to see the Drake movie. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying he started off as an actor. He was on TV. Right. He's a TV actor that became a rapper that has not done. He did Ron Burgundy. What's the Anchorman Part Two? But that's it. A cameo in that. Uh, we knew new music by Burner Boy. Burner Boy, I'm gonna tell you, uh, it, it has grown on me. That uh, Afro beat uh, genre that I've been paying attention to a little. I know I had to pay a, a lot more attention to it. And uh, last week, um, last year, I was listening a lot more. And when Burner Boy's album dropped, I was actually excited to hear it. And I downloaded it, and I listened to it, and I was like, oh, yeah, man. Like, he is doing his thing. Like, he's one of those guys. Um, yeah. um, for those of you who've been living under a rock, Afrobeat gives you this. Uh, the best way to describe it is this diasporic flavor, like just this african caribbean syncopated you know just groove maker music you know what i'm saying it's dope it's 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 a sub genre that has existed for decades now you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and i feel like dance hall and afrobeat have kind of merged to create this yeah. new thing you know because i remember what afrobeat used to be and mm. and it was a it was different than dance hall was back in the day the two are starting to come together with the uh synthesis of music through electronics and it's just a really really nice fusion and, yeah. and that's what burner boy is doing and i love it man. it's yeah. really nice shout out to burner boy um shout out to rj she was the first person playing that shit for me mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and um nas has a new album coming out with hit boy and his single, we actually titled this episode Ultra Black. And it's one of them power to the people, stand up strong, we rocking out together songs. And uh, the, the most poignant line from that song, well, it's a hit boy beat. A lot of people complain that Nas doesn't get good beats. And then Nas finally did the album with Kanye, and we know where Kanye's mind is, and that didn't feel right either. Um, so hit boy is going to do all the production and executive produce it. And the, the, the beat is good. Um, the song is good. It's called Ultra Black, and it's about being black and, and, and doing what we got to do. One line is that we're not going postal no more. You know, postal when you get mad and go and shoot at the post office. We calling that going Ultra Black. And I was like, oh, so this is a call to arms. Um, so everybody, you know, strap up. But uh, the song is beautiful. He says black is beautiful like 30 times in the song. Um, and he says that black is not just about us as a race. No matter what race you are, if you're in the struggle, you black, let's go get it. And yeah. I was like, all right. I'm yeah. There we go. There we go. So ultra black. And um, question, JB, is Drake a top five rapper of all time? Absolutely not. Okay. He is not a top five rapper. I think he is a top five recording artist of all time. If you look at his catalog, if you look at the hits that he has created, what he has done in the industry, for the industry, um, 
most number ones ever. Yeah. Most top 100 selections ever. Yeah. I mean, you got to. No. He's not a top five rapper. He's not a top five artist. Okay. He's a top five hip hop artist. Okay. You see, Mary J. Blige is hip hop. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. I can, I can go Teddy with that. Teddy Riley's hip hop. I can go with Bobby that. Bobby Brown is hip hop. I can go with that. Top five hip hop artists. You with that? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that. I, I was struggling. I was like, top five MC, top five rapper, top five artist, hip hop artist. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that designation. Yeah, I mean, he's a top five something. I mean, really, <laughs> shit, you know, like, come on, man. Again, common sense, y'all. Yeah, Friday when the single when the single dropped, laugh now, cry later. I um listened to that, and then I got I went down the Drake rabbit hole and just paused and started playing like two hours of Drake music. And I'm like, Slim, I could do this for another seven hours. Like, God damn, this dude got hits. This, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Pause. It is what it is. Yeah, so all right, Drake, top five hip-hop artists. Um, Well-deserved. We, we, we're moving you up into that. The uh, Before we get out of here, the NBA playoffs start on tomorrow, Monday. Monday. Yeah. Um, Dame Lillard has brought the, the Portland Trailblazers back from obscurity. The 10th, 11th seed, all the way up to the 8th seed. They will play the Lakers in the first round, and he did it in dramatic fashion. He is the bubble MVP of those eight playing games. He, uh, he averaged, I think, 36 points and nine assists, and he had three straight games of 51 points, 61 points, and 42 points. And um, the Blazers look scary for the Lakers, JB. I don't know, man. <clears throat> yeah, um, we broke this down earlier in our, in our detailed discussion. The map, the matchups just don't look good for the Lakers right now because of the injuries they're facing at the point guard position and at their and at their athletic defender positions, mm -hmm. which creates a matchup problem when you consider both Dame Lillard and um, and Carmelo Anthony. Right? It would be different if um, Dame couldn't pass and didn't have anybody to pass to, you know, but that's yeah. not the case. Um, so Dame will get hot and then LeBron will switch off to Dame to try and shut him down. And then Dame will pass to Mello. And now you got a small forward. Who Yo, see, old CJ McCollum. Yeah. Or uh, Nurkic. Yeah, you got like, a bunch they of got people a team. in there who, who can score. And and Melo can score from anywhere on the court. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even in his old age. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And so that creates a really big matchup problem for LeBron. But LeBron is is the most intelligent basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. bar none. And he bar has none. Anthony Davis, a top five player with him. And Dwight Howard off the bench. You know, um, they have a squad. They just don't have anybody that can guard Dame. And that's why that matchup is so critical, so crucial. The Lakers are a better team, but they don't have anybody that can guard Dame. Well, I mean, one of the things that they could potentially do is slow the game down. Um, potentially, if they slow the game down, um, the defensive matchup, you can potentially mitigate the effect of that. You still have the problem with him scoring consistently, but if you get enough defense on him and slow the game down, then you can have a somewhat lower scoring game. So double teaming him. Yeah, and eke out of and eke out a victory. If you double team his ass, and then, like I said, you know, play a post game offensively to slow the clock down. You can do something. 
you can you can slow down a team that likes to be on fire. I mean, think about what happened to the Suns back in the day. Remember when they used to yeah. run all up and down the court? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hold up, you know. Yeah, I, I think that? the Lakers are getting in five games. A lot of people are saying six. Some people are even saying seven. Some people are predicting upset. I don't think LeBron's having that shit. He led the league in assists this year. He's uh, he's 17 straight years of at least 1,500 points. Only one other player did that, Kareem. Um, he's going to be an all-NBA selection. And, and he knows he needs a title in L.A. to get or remain in the conversation with Michael Jordan. And I don't think he's going to play with it. So I think LeBron's going to do what he needs to do. And um, I just want to shout out to the Phoenix Suns who went undefeated in the bubble. That that's to be noted. Monty Williams, a black head coach, went there, and the teams, you know, had the struggles. But when they went back to the bubble, they went seven and zero or eight and zero. That's to be noted. That's to be commended. No other team did that. Um, very very special. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, and it speaks to good things in their future. You know. Absolutely. And on our way out, we'll let you know a couple of video games that are dropping. Madden is dropping into the month. They have a new backyard mode, like the 2K street ball. So you'll be able to play in the backyard with the football. And it's more about, you know, trick plays. Uh, they had Pat Mahomes throwing passes behind his back. They got people doing the one-handed Odell catch. So That's it's going to be. That's what I want. That's what I want. And it doesn't exist anymore, being able to make plays. That's what mm-hmm. I want. Mm-hmm. That's what I want back. It wasn't yeah. creating players. It was making yeah, plays. Yeah, I've heard you say it before, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> making plays is what I want. Write him a letter. Write him a letter. I am. I am. Shit, I've been supporting him for fucking 25 years. No bullshit. No bullshit. <laughs> um, Def Jam is bringing back Vendetta. Yeah. And that looks interesting. Well, it's, they're rumored to be doing it, which is <laughs> like a Street Fighter game, but with yeah. your favorite rappers. <laughs> That's Go ahead and bring that back. The game going to be overpowered. The game could yeah. be, the game going to be like Ryu or somebody to mm-hmm, fucking everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> bring it back. You might have Jay-Z with a briefcase. I don't know. <laughs> Lil Wayne gonna have his cup of scissor. <laughs> Throw some scissor Drake, Drake gonna be Drake gonna be escorted with a bunch by a bunch of women. <laughs> Gucci gonna run you over with his roll. Yeah, his yeah. Roll. Gucci gonna shoot you. <laughs> that, that, that's all right. He's gonna have a gun. This shit gonna be crazy, yeah. But I, I, I'm sure looking forward Mike to that. Oh, sure. Sugar's gonna put the big hand. He's gonna do the whole hand. <laughs> Nigga. So we'll see um, who they include, if it's only Def Jam artists, like it was before, or if they'll include new people. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. No doubt. I want to thank no you guys doubt. for participating in the conversation, especially the political portion. Yes. We are the black CNN, so we appreciate you. Good night. You know? God bless y'all, man. We'll see y'all Monday morning. Monday. Indeed, indeed. We love you very, very much, man. Stay safe. Um, uh, I just put this in, in a song today. I was like, uh, if you don't take away, if you don't take away anything else, eat clean, do a mile a day, and protect your mental health. Good advice. Uno, we out.